I'm Little Possum. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. up at uh, 3.30 this morning. I don't know why I keep waking up so early. And, well, I I do this morning. I, I woke up and made the trek into the restroom and, and came back. And I I just felt, okay, I'm... I'm I just feel like I'm, I'm not going to drop right off to sleep, so I'm going to read a little bit. And I picked up my book from Voice of the Martyrs, and um, all of a sudden as I was reading, I just had this feeling that I was supposed to contact some people uh, that I had in my Would you call it the dress book? I, I, the text portion? Well, I had to look up one of them, actually. And send them a note of encouragement. 
One was, um, well, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want to. Who it is is not important. It's just when God says to do something, you do it. And it's just one of those things that uh, I was wide awake. So I did it. And then I, when I finished, I, I put down my phone and God said, no, you've got one more. And he told me who it was. Okay, pick back up the phone. That one took a little bit longer. Um, this person is so down, so discouraged. And sometimes it's just not good enough to say, you got to know who you are. You know, and you don't want to commiserate with them. Oh, poor thing, I understand. No, we... I don't know what God did. I, I just, God, let these be your words. So I wrote him. Hopefully what, what God, hopefully I didn't get in the way of God and sent it. I have no idea how these are going to be received. No idea. But I just tried to be obedient. Then I picked my book back up and read for another, what, 30 minutes or so. And by that time, it was about, I knew that would happen. Um, it was about 6.20 in the morning. And picked my phone up, <laughs> wrote one more person, and... Uh, dropped off to sleep for about another hour and a half. And even before the alarm went off, God woke me up because I, I hate getting up by an alarm. And God knows that, so just gently wakes me up. And went through the steps of uh, what I do in the morning, and here I am. I... As I was growing up, did I talk about this the other day? I'm talking to myself now. I, I don't remember. If I did, forgive me. Um, and the denomination that Claudia and I were part of, it was a, a very much, for about the first 31 years of, of my life, And the important thing I find out is not in keeping commandments, but being in the presence. In the vineyards of the Lord, our work is lost. 
to be in the presence. To be in the presence. I had no clue what that meant. Man, Claudia and I struggled for... And I finally rebelled. I said, well, forget it. I can't be good enough. I can't say Claudia did that. She always had the heart for God. Seeking Him. She didn't know how. But she never gave up. In his presence. Seek his presence. I don't know how to describe it. This is the point where I wish I was a poet. I wish I was an author. I wish I was a thespian, a speaker. I don't know how to put it together. I think I told you this week that um, so many people, when they talk about the end of time, when they witness, they use the words, it's time to get ready, it's time to get ready. How do you get ready? There's nothing you can do to get ready. If there's any action, anything you can do, physically do to get ready for the coming of God so that you will be saved, then the cross wasn't enough. searching for the words, sitting in his presence, refusing to be moved, be still. Be still. Know that I am God. You can't do anything to know that he is God. I'm not preaching to you. I'm, I'm telling you what I am learning. In spite of what we see happening around us, we come to him and we exchange what, what, does, what does God say? What, what does Jesus say? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. 
I wonder what the Passion Bible says. Sometimes they use words that are, are better in this day and time. Confused, all of you who are confused, all of you who are, are worried, all of you who are panicking. I gotta look that one up. For, but for lack of better words, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Either that is true or our instruction manual is a lie. And the problem I think we encounter, and I include me on this as I am learning, is we come away and say, well, I've, see, God didn't give me rest. You left before he could bestow it on you. If in a prayer session you come back unchanged, you didn't go to God in prayer, you went to God to complain. In that prayer session, you don't leave it until there's that exchange and you will know when it comes. Now, I, I realize that, you know, you're in prayer and it hasn't come yet and yet you've got an appointment to go to. You don't have to stop praying. I... God hears when you're in the car. The windows don't keep him out. But you refuse to leave this place where you have concerns. It's more than a concern. You have outright fear. Maybe you're angry. That's okay. Start somewhere. Just don't take it back with you. From your prayer session. There is supposed to be right there an exchange. And we refuse to leave his presence until there is that exchange of his heart for ours. And peace comes over us. And we are confident in whatever decision he makes. We have confidence in I didn't for years have confidence in my Heavenly Father. I wish I could tell you I did it perfectly, but I love practicing it. And honestly, and when I say I do it right here with you, I do it right here with you each and every day. I could not wait to get on the air today.
days I feel forgotten Seems like you're hiding your face from me I will admit that I wrestle with my thoughts Struggle with all of the sorrow deep How long will you leave me here without answers Crushed by the words of my enemies But I will trust your unfailing love I will rest knowing So good. 
Just see your face. 
In the goodness of God 
sing of the goodness of God. darkest night 
And 
morning there's a couple verses that have just been ramming through my head and uh, one of them is Proverbs 3 5 trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight and there's just then something stirring in a lot of our hearts is about not limiting God to our own understanding amen And, and I love that we're singing about his mercy and exalting who he is because I don't know that we really have a full grasp of mercy and grace. I mean, when we look at the cross, it's a picture, but I feel like etern- it, it, it requires eternity to have a picture, amen? And so I just, want, I just feel actually a pull, that eternal pull. I love when we sang about, we'll spend all of our days, right? That's not just these days here on earth, that's all the days for all eternity, right? I mean, that is how big His grace is. That is how big His mercy is. That is how full redemption is. That we will spend the rest of our life worshiping and honoring the Lamb of God that was slain. Does that make sense? So I want you to just begin to just take a few seconds. And the grace that's been given you, make it personal. What's the grace that God has poured out in your life? Maybe you need grace this morning in a certain area. Maybe there's there's sin that's wrapped you up that you need his grace to rescue you out of maybe there's a a decision that you're in the middle of making and you need his grace to light the way whatever it is make it personal with him right now God thank you for your grace in this area thank you for your mercy thank you that you saved me from judgment that your mercy triumphs over my judgment just make it personal Just lift him up, lift him up. I'm gonna have, Jen, if you'd sing this one more time. Yeah, yeah, God, we look to you, we look to you, we look to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have a revelation of him indescribable, God. (laughs) Mm. Come on, there you go, sing it out. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy reigns forever all my days. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Jesus reigns. Sing it out. 
Okay, if you're here this morning and you're like, wow, there's, there's something that I need to trust the Lord with because it's not making any sense in my life, go ahead and raise your hand. And we're going to pray for grace over you. So if you see the people around you, we're going to release mercy and grace to understand His ways. Yeah, so if you need like, oh, I just need to trust the Lord. I can't see. I'm leaning not on my own understanding. I'm acknowledging Him in all my ways. We're going to exalt the Lord. So just if, if you're around somebody, put your hand on them. I just want to release the grace of God, the grace of God for understanding, the grace of God to understand his ways. Yeah. Yeah. You would trust in the Lord that your hope would be in him, that hope would pull you forward, that hope would pull you into having an eternal mindset, that hope would pull you forward. Yeah, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Upgrades, upgrades of grace, an understanding of grace, an understanding of grace. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, God. I want you to look him in the face and say, you can trust him. You can trust him. He really is a perfect father. He's a perfect father. Amen. He's a perfect father. He is perfect in all of his ways. You can trust him. He's perfect in all of his ways. Amen. Yes, God. Yes, God. One last time. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. in your own way. Just thank him for his grace. You're so good. You're so perfect, Father. Thank you, Father. We can trust you. heart could tell a story If my life would sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all Jesus 
His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray, and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known in you alone my joy was found. Oh, my joy. Let my children tell their children Let this be their memory That all my treasure was in heaven And you were everything to me No one ever cared for me like Jesus His faithful hand has held me all this way And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth Let it be known in you alone My joy was found If my heart could tell a story If my life would sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all His faithful hand has held me all this way And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth Let it be known in you alone My joy was found Oh my joy Let my children tell their children Let this be their memory That all my treasure was in heaven And you were everything to me His faithful hand has held me all this way And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth Let it be known in you alone My joy was found I found my joy
grandmother and I talked about when I grew up married, I said, we're going to be just like all the books say, well, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have four kids, and I'm going to live happily ever after. And my grandmother say, I know that you feel like that now, but I promise you, somewhere in life, you're going to have to fight for your marriage. When I was 14 years old, my dad passed away suddenly. He was 49 years old. He had a massive heart attack, and he died. My mother was only 42 at the time. Of course, what it did to her was devastating. I turned 15, and my mother and myself were dating at the same time. She would date, I'd date, I'd come home, she wouldn't be there. Not a good situation, I want to tell you, for a teenage girl. When I got my first look at Phil Robertson, I liked what I saw. Now, it didn't hurt that he was a star quarterback of the football team. That was just added stuff. But yeah, I liked him when I saw him. Phil was at the funeral, and I loved that he cared enough about me to come to my dad's funeral. From that point, when I saw him that day, it was like we were history together ever since. I think in a lot of ways, he just took my dad's place as my protector. My man, my pioneer man. Well, my grandmother and I were so close, but she's from a way different generation. You know, when Phil and I were probably doing things we shouldn't, touching and things like that, I thought, well, I don't want to talk to her because my grandmother never talks about sex. She never, it was kind of a taboo word. What happened was uh, I became pregnant. So we did take off and get married. And the first year was a real struggle. Number one, we were so poor, so in love, but so poor. I'd never been poor. Phil had been poor all his life. So it wasn't anything new to him. It was different to me. We learned to live off fish, ducks, deer, squirrel, all the things that he killed. And then I tried to 
cook it. That was my process of learning how to cook. I started seeing the change in Phil. Phil, who had never drank before, started drinking. Alan was born, I was 17 years old, and Phil was 18 years old. And we were kind of like two kids with a kid. I kind of feel sorry for Alan because, bless his heart, I know he'd have probably liked to have a real mom and dad, but he had who he had. At least I didn't kill him, I did the best I could. Jason was born, so thrilled about another boy. Phil was happier than ever. Unfortunately, the drinking got worse. He was mean-spirited, he ran around on me, smoked dope, he got drunk. We got pregnant again with Willie Jess. Phil, I have another boy, he's gonna slow the party and drink it down, it's gonna get better. Nope. What I would tell my boys all the time is, that's not your daddy, that's the devil in your daddy. I was worn out, I picked the boys up, I came home, and he was drunk on the couch. He said, why are you so late? And I said, the car broke down, blah, blah, blah. I was telling him all that. He said, I know why you were late. You're having an affair. And of course, I started laughing because I said, when would I have time to do that? I work, I drive back and forth, I cook, I do laundry, I take care of the house. And I just never would do that because it's not right. I wasn't raised like that and I wouldn't do that. So that night was when I hit my lowest point in my whole life. Because all of a sudden it came to me that I've been fighting for this marriage for a long time, and it's not working. I went in my bathroom, and I started crying and crying, and I seriously thought, I just want to die. I really did. I just wanted peace, and that was the only way I could think of it. I wish I could just take pills and just go to sleep and never wake up. I heard the pitter-patter of little house shoes on the floor. I will never forget that sound as long as I live. And Alan said, Mama, Mama, please don't cry. Don't cry, it's gonna be all right. And his next words said, God is gonna take care of us. And I said, what? And he said, God's gonna take care of us. All of a sudden, it's like a light went off and I said, Wait a minute, who's gonna take care of these three little boys? A drunk sitting on the couch or me? Uh, I'm all they got. I just got on my knees and I prayed. I said, God, please help me find some peace. Please help me find some hope. And please help me save my marriage. That's what I said. I lined up coming to talk to a preacher and he shared the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he came to earth for me, that he died on the cross for me, that he was buried for me, that he didn't stay buried. He went back to show me that I'll be able to go back after death, and I repented of my sins, and then I was baptized. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And the neatest thing, though, that that man told me that day was this. He said, You are going to have help. You'll have the Holy Spirit living in you. You have Jesus Christ in you. 
It's an anchor that'll never leave you. But when you go home, your husband's still going to be controlled by the devil. You are still going to have him call your names, be mean to you, go out and get drunk. It's not going to change just because of what happened to you today. you got to understand that. But you keep praying for him, just love him, and it's going to happen. What happened one day was the shock of the world. When I came home in my little Volkswagen, and he um, said to me, I am sick of you. Well, I just can't stand your holy roller life. Everybody's reading their Bibles and their Bible story books and all that. It's just, you're just running my life. That's what he said. And I said, well, I'm sorry we run your life, but this is our life now and we're not changing. And he said, well, what I've decided is I want y'all to just get out of my life. I said, so this is what you're saying. You, you're kicking us out. Yep. I want you and the three boys to leave. And I and that's it. I just can't take it anymore. I mean, go live with your church friends. You like them the best anyway. So just go on. I, I just, I can't take this anymore. So I said, okay, I want it noted. I didn't leave you. You kicked us out. And I was thinking to myself, I'll have to tell my grandma in heaven that I tried to fight this marriage out, but he just kicked us out. So what can I do? The boys would say, I miss dad. And I say, I miss him too, but maybe us being awake will make him think about what's wrong with his life. And maybe he'll find a need for God. So we would pray for him every day. One day at work, we came back from our lunch and there was the old gray truck sitting in the parking lot of where I worked. Oh no, Phil's here. Well, his head was leaned over his steering wheel. So when I came over to the truck, I opened the door and when he looked at me, it was not like anything I've ever thought would happen. He had big tears coming down his eyes and he said, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I want my family back. Of course, my heart, just started beating, beating. And I thought, oh my, this is just what I want right here. This is what I prayed for. And I said, I know who can help you. He said, who, you're gonna say God? And I said, the only one who can help you. He said, well, I don't know how to find him. And I said, well, I do. I went in, I called the guy who I had talked to. I told him the situation. He said, Kay, let me check my calendar. And I will never forget what I said to an elderly gentleman at my church. I said, check your calendar. I said, what's more important than one lost soul? And he said, you're right. You are exactly right, Kay. There's nothing more important. He said, I'll be at your apartment, me and my wife at 5.30. I said, okay, I'll see you there. He said, Phil, what do you think the gospel is? And I said, I don't know, gospel music on the radio or something like that. I was blown away when I heard that Jesus died for me, was buried and raised from the dead. Something so, it is simple but profound. 
that happened back there almost 2,000 years ago. I had never heard it. I came out thinking, I'm going to be as wide open for good and for God and for my neighbor as I was for the evil one <laughs> and living this sinful lifestyle. I said, I'm fixing to hang another gear and I'm turning from my sinful past and I am fixing to make a valiant attempt to be good. I said, I've never tried it before. I told the guy when he studied with me, he said, just love God and love your neighbor and try to be good. I'm like, I've never tried that before. We became family again and the boys were so thrilled. Oh, Mom, what if, what if the devil's really going to leave Dad this time? What if he's going to be different? What if he's going to go to church with us and be nice again? And I told him, I said, well, we prayed enough for it. I think God's answering this prayer. There he was up in the baptistry. I heard Phil say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to follow him from this day forward. And the next thing I knew, he was baptized. And I come up, and the boys started hollering and singing, jumping all over the place. And they said, my daddy, my daddy saved, my daddy saved, my daddy saved. They were so happy. Those years of growing, they were not always easy, because that kind of behavior that you have before, it always follows you through. It takes a lot of time to learn the fruits of the Spirit and to learn the ways to be gentle and kind and faithful and, you know, all those things that come along with growing as a Christian. But we did that. And more importantly, I looked up to heaven and told my grandma, I said, well, I did fight for my marriage. And guess what? I still have it. My name is Miss Kay, and I am second. Oh 
the most creative space exists only inside of him. Only inside of him do we have endless amounts of space to run, to create.
Until dawn, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network. P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.